I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal, and back again with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, and she's got a special guest today. Hi, Vicki. I do. Hi, Patty. So with us today is Carol Baser, who is a community living advocate for the Santa Barbara Independent Living Resource Center. And she's going to tell us about a scam that somebody tried on her, thankfully unsuccessfully. I guess that's the good news today. But this is something that we all need to know about because this is not the first communication I've gotten about this particular scam. It seems to be going on out there. So welcome, Carol. I want to thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show and talk to us. But first of all, would you tell us something about the Independent Living Resource Center? Certainly. We are a disability rights agency. We just celebrated our 45th anniversary. We serve a cross-disability population and a cross-age population. We have offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, Santa Barbara, and Ventura. That's our catchment area. And our services are free to anyone with a disability. And what kinds of things do you do? You specifically, what is your position? I'm a benefits specialist. And what that means is I spend a lot of my time assisting people with the social security system from initial applications to appeals to work incentives, overpayments, etc. Lots of questions, especially now with open enrollment about Medicare, Medi-Cal, and the other health systems out there. Right. Well, that's an amazing service because if somebody qualifies for your help, Sometimes those systems can be very difficult to navigate, and especially if somebody is suffering from a disability, which could make it even harder to navigate those particular systems. I know I need help navigating things like that all the time, so it's wonderful that you're there and can do that. And what other kinds of services does Independent Living Resource Center provide? We offer assistance with assistive technology. My coworker, Tamara Paul, deals with that area. Jacob is our systems change advocate. Sandy in our Ventura office provides services for people who are deaf and deaf peer support. All of our information referral specialists in each office are bilingual Spanish English speaking people. And just about anything that someone needs that's disability related, we can do or make the appropriate referral to an agency that can do it if we can't. It's a wonderful organization. I've actually visited there. I'm somewhat familiar with your work. So thank you, Carol, for sharing that piece with us. Now, I understand, and Carol reached out to me to tell me she had received this voicemail and sent me a copy of the voicemail. So we're going to start the presentation today with hearing that particular voicemail. And some of you may have gotten a message like this before. It may sound familiar. So, Patty? Here it is. Unfortunately, at this time, the pursuing party has actively opened a legal complaint against you. We are calling to notify you that you have been placed on their schedule to be served legal sealed documents sometime this month. You have the legal right to mediation and a return call is necessary to address the petition in our office. Please be advised once you are located and served, you do forfeit all rights to mediation. Please feel free to contact our office regarding your complaint with the legal department at 6502. 
eight, one, two, six, five, one. No response is needed if you or your attorney is aware of the listed delivery service for this complaint. Have a blessed day. So, first of all, I have a couple of comments about this particular voicemail. To me, it sounds pretty official. The woman that's doing this has a pretty official sounding voice. She's got her spiel down. And of course, they're using the fear factor. If you don't contact us, you're going to forfeit the right to mediation. But I love the way it ends. Have a blessed day. Exactly. In other words, <laughs> so Carol, tell us where people you- have no shame. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> so where did you get this message? How did this come to you? Well, I've gotten this at home, but I go down to our Ventura office. It went to an extension in our Ventura office on a day I was not there. And my coworker forwarded it to me so I could hear it. So this sounds like a debt collector telling you that there's yes. some legal matter that you need to take care of. When you got this message, were you alarmed or did you know that it was a scam? I knew it was a scam. There's some glaring omissions in the message. And frankly, as soon as I hear things like this that attempt to intimidate people, I become angry because I resent the assumption that for every year I age, my IQ has dropped 10 points. Um, I start to get on it right away, look up the number look at other resources where I can find out about who's behind the scam and where I can report it. So how does this scam work? What exactly is it that they're trying to get you to do? They're trying to get me to, I guess, agree to pay a debt to an unknown person that I don't know how I incurred. The caller is unidentified from any agency. And they're trying to get me to engage, I imagine, so that they can try further intimidation tactics to get money. And I understand that people that make these calls sometimes threaten you with different things. What is it that they threaten you with? This particular one was interesting because I couldn't quite understand what I was giving up my right to, how you don't have a right to mediation when there are no formal charges and from an unidentified agency for an unidentified debt. And in the message that you sent me, you'd clearly done some research about this particular scam. And you said that they sometimes threaten to serve you at work and tell you that you're going to need an HR person or somebody from your office as a witness, Right. uh, which is obviously something that would be very embarrassing to have to go through. You didn't go far enough with this individual to find out if that's what they were going to do, but you found out that this is something typical. Yeah. Once I look up these calls, I do the easiest possible thing first. I go to 1-800-NOTES, which usually has some information about scam calls like this. And I read what they have to say before I take it any further. So that's what I did here. And what did you find out? Tell us what your research revealed to you. Well, I mean, this is a call that many people have gotten, although it sounds official. The legal jargon they use actually means nothing. It has no legal clout whatsoever. They're not observing any of the proper debt collection practices like identifying who they are, what the debt is, etc. So immediately when I get calls like that, I personally report them to the FTC. Oh, good. If somebody does get a phone call like that and is afraid that there might be a lawsuit against them, what should they do? How would they find out whether or not that's true? You can call the courthouse, of course, to see if someone has filed any paperwork against you. 
I always leave calling these companies back as a last resort because when I have done that, I get more of the same. The last time I actually called someone back and asked them to send me documents, they said, we already sent it to you. We'll send you an email, which is not sufficient. So I find that part of it a waste of time. So if somebody is claiming that you owe a debt, don't they need to prove that the debt exists? Is the burden on you to prove that you don't owe it? No, especially when they're not telling me who they are and what the debt is. So what's the proper procedure for a legitimate debt collector? What do they need to tell you? They need to call between certain hours. They need to identify the company they represent, what the debt is, what my options are. And I have a choice about whether or not to take the call or return a call. I don't ever have to call debt collectors back if I choose not to. What about some kind of written notice? Are they under any obligation if somebody uh, is telling you? Go ahead. I need a written copy of the debt that I incurred. So if you get one of these letters where they say that there's a disputed debt, what should you do? Again, I look for ways to report the agencies that don't have the basic data in there. I just know that that is a scam. They have to provide me with more detail. And if you do get a letter that does have the required detail of the name of the person and the company that's soliciting for the debt, their address, the amount of the alleged debt, if you do get a letter like that, that looks pretty legitimate, does it tell you that you have a right to dispute the debt? Yes. And you also have the right to see a copy of the debt. So they have to come up with some kind of document showing you where the debt was incurred, like a retail store or someplace like that. Correct. Yes. They have to have proof. They have to have proof. And I understand that you have 30 days upon receipt of a letter to dispute the debt. Correct. Okay. And during that period of time, if you do dispute the debt, they have to stop collection activity. Is that correct? I believe so. And I think the one occasion where there was a debt that was legitimate, they did produce the paperwork and we worked out an agreement, but it was an identified company, an identified debt and no threat tactics. It was simply a debt that needed to be taken care of. Right. So I know that people who get these calls, and I've certainly heard from them, go into panic mode. I mean, the fear sets in. Sure. And not everybody has the presence of mind that you did to do a little research to, first of all, be suspicious because they did not give you any information. Correct. Basically, they said there's going to be a lawsuit filed against you. You owe somebody some money, but absolutely no detail. So that was kind of your first red flag that, oh, there's nothing legitimate about this. Right. And of course, I think she kind of gave it away when she ended the phone call with have a blessed day. I know. Not <laughs> usual debt collector lingo. People that are going to serve you with some kind of uh, notice of a lawsuit, they don't usually call ahead of time, do they? They usually no. just come out and serve you. No, they don't give you a heads up. Yeah. And if you do get served, that's when you really do need to pay attention and take some action because you've only got a certain period of time to respond to a lawsuit that has legitimately been filed. Whether you owe the debt or not, you still have to respond. 
So people that call me with these kinds of complaints will often go into that panic mode and think that they have to run around and find some paperwork to prove that if they ever did owe this, let's say it's a retail establishment money, that it it was paid. So they're frantically looking through their checkbooks. And that's according to the research that you did. That's really not incumbent upon them. I am safe now in saying to people, you don't have to prove that you've paid this debt. They have to prove that you owe it. Right. That would be a correct summation. Well, Patty, do you have any questions for Carol? Well, I just want to thank Carol so much. And I have so much admiration for you because you're helping a population that really needs that extra help. My husband himself has a brain injury. And I often think, boy, if he didn't have me or an advocate looking out for him, so many bad things could happen. So many things could fall through the cracks. So I just can't thank you enough for helping out people with disabilities to live better lives and to be so adamant about, I don't like my clients getting scammed this way. So Vicki and I are both so appreciative. I just have to add the biggest, most frightening scam for people I work with, my consumers are are the social security scams. But it's a similar kinds of legalese and nonsense that scares people and is really unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. But tell us a little bit about those, Carol. What kinds of scams are out there having to do with somebody's social security, which would be terrifying? False saying they represent the Social Security Administration when they don't and say their someone's benefits are going to be frozen or ceased or something. Something very frightening to people who rely on SSI or SSDI. Of course. In the past, especially, I got numerous calls about those and just reassured people and talked them through the process of what Social Security would and would not do. Yeah. And what is the threat? What do they say that you're going to have to do to preserve your Social Security benefits? Well, call them back and, for example, pay back a non-existent overpayment. It's always about extortion. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's extortion. Are you a nonprofit organization? Yes, we are. A small private nonprofit. We piece together our funding through grants, through city, county, government funding, different sources. Is there a donate button on your website if somebody's interested? There is. And independent living centers are national organizations. We're part of the California Federation of Independent Living Centers. You can find an independent living center in any state. Good to know. Yes. And what is your website address? www. ILRC-TRICO.org. Tri counties, TRICO.org. Thank you so much. You're our hero. I'm so glad you're doing this. Thank you, Carol. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Vicki, would you share your fraud hotline number? I will. It's area code 805-568-2442. And again, 805-568-2442. And if we have time, Patty, I would like to share something else. I just got a suspicious letter today, and it's actually kind of humorous. So here's the subject that caught my eye and made me actually open the email. Thanks, and God bless you and your family. Now, who could resist that? This came by email at my place of work. And apparently it is from 
the Zenith Bank of Nigeria. So nothing <laughs> suspicious about that at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's from the United Nations World Bank Assisted Program, Directorate of International Payment and Transfers, Ooh, with an address at the United Nations B Plaza, New York, New York. And it starts attention. How are you today? Hope all is well with you and family, question mark. Okay, now I'm really suspicious. You <laughs> may not understand why this mail came to you. We have been having a meeting for the past, spelled P-A-S-S-E-D, seven months, which ended two days ago with the then secretary to the United Nations. Now, this is the kicker. Apparently, this email is being sent out to all people who have been scammed in any part of the world. Now, if you are a naive victim, this would catch your eye. The United Nations apparently has agreed to compensate all these scam victims with a sum of $500,000. And apparently they found my name on some list and that's why they're contacting me. So all I have to do is contact Mr. George Ive of Zenith Bank of Nigeria. He's the representative and the funds are going to be ready to send to me as soon as I make this contact. So I thought this was quite interesting. All I had to do was send the name and address and telephone number of where I wanted this money sent. And of course, I'm sure when I call, they would also want the bank and the bank account number where they want this money deposited. But, you know, these scammers are always coming up with new scams. And it was so interesting that this came to my place of work. Some scammers are better than others. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Vicki. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's a numbers game. You know, when they're sending it to the county district attorney's office, you kind of get the idea that they're just willy-nilly sending it out anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the million. Yes. Sure. Thank you so much for sharing and look forward to hearing what you have to tell us next week. Thanks, Patty. Until All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.